0: Drivers, start your engines!
1: It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie filling in for the vacationing WB. He's got the week off this week. But I am the captain's chair, bringing you this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We've got a jam-packed program coming up for you this week. In just moments, we'll be speaking with Mike Bagley of the Motor Racing Network and Sirius XM Radio. You can listen to him every weekday morning on the morning drive from 7 until 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Along with Pete Pastoni, bringing you all the latest news and information you need from the world of NASCAR. And in just moments, he'll do that for us here on Southern Race Week Radio as we get his thoughts on the All-Star Race. And we'll talk a little bit about Jimmy Johnson as well. And uh, we'll have some uh, news from the world of Short Track. That's right. We follow it all for you. The grassroots of racing with the host of PRN at the Track, Lenny Baticki. That's right. Mr. Baticki will be joining us, giving us the latest information and news going on in the world of Short track racing and speaking of the world of short track racing, we are going to have JoJo jo Wilkinson from Hewingtown, Alabama. She had a recent uh, victory this past uh, this past weekend, so we'll talk to her about her win and also the difficulties and struggles of being a female in a male-dominated racing world. So we'll talk with JoJo jo Wilkinson coming up later on in the program as well. So we do have a jam-packed program to bring you this week on Southern Race Week Radio. And don't forget that we are on social media as well. You can follow the show on Twitter at SRW Radio. We've also got a Facebook page as well at Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. You can get the latest NASCAR news, NHRA news, Indy news, Short Track news. All of that is available for you via our Twitter and Facebook page, so please like us, follow us. We really appreciate it. Also, don't forget about the Southern Race Week podcast. That's right. The show is also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So if you want to go back and listen to one of our previous shows or hear one of the interviews you heard before in the past, well, you can relive it and listen to it all over again on the Southern Race Week podcast which is typically available on Monday afternoons on iTunes, Spotify, and Twitter. And our fearless leader, WB William Barber, is also on Twitter at WB Radio Network. He also has an Instagram page as well that you can check out. And I have a Twitter page that you can follow, and that's at Alfie underscore 19. So please feel free to reach out to us, let us know what's going on, and also with the podcast Appreciate it if you subscribe, comment, uh, give us a rating as well. We love reading all the comments and appreciate everyone taking the time to check out the podcast every Monday on iTunes, Spotify as well as SoundCloud. So, as I mentioned, a jam-packed program coming up for you.
0: I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
2: Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. Southie. continuing this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we go racing in Kansas this upcoming weekend. But a lot of excitement this past weekend at Texas Motor Speedway and, of course, the All-Star Race at the Bristol Motor Speedway just not that long ago. And to get the latest in what's going on in the world NASCAR news and his thoughts on the season, how it's progressing so far, we head on over to the Food Depot hotline and welcome in one of the turn announcers for the Motor Racing Network. And also you can hear him every weekday morning on Sirius XM Radio bringing you the morning drive. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Mike.
0: What's up? Hey! What's up, Alfie? Good to be back.
2: Bagman. thank you so much for taking time out of the day to uh, join us this week on Southern Research Radio. Hopefully you're doing well, my friend, and enjoying your time as uh, NASCAR has returned. Fans in the stands, uh, just really excited to see uh, NASCAR up and going as we are going through this crazy, crazy uh, 2020 season. And um, it got a little crazier, uh, Mr. Bagley, over the weekend as Austin Dillon... A, a name you typically don't see winning a lot of races in his career, got a checkered flag and has punched his ticket into the playoffs. Cole Custer, also a rookie this year, got a win, punched his ticket to the playoffs. And that has taken, uh, you know, two spots away. And uh, Jimmy Johnson is right there on the borderline in 16th position. Uh it looks like he's two points ahead of the cutoff line with William Byron, who is in 17th. So, Quickly, tell me your thoughts on the shakeup in the points and the standings right now with both Austin Dillon and Cole Custer in the playoffs with wins this season.
0: Well, uh, Austin Dillon, Cole Custer becoming the ninth and tenth drivers to win this year. So right now that leaves us with six open playoff spots. Now, Austin was further down uh, in the rundown. He was going to be one of those drivers, a bubble driver, but he took care of that Uh, if you're new the following NASCAR, if you win a race in the quote-unquote regular season, then you're already locked into the playoffs for at least the first three races of the Final Ten because we have three race rounds. Now, what that's done, that's created an interesting situation, to your point of putting Jimmy Johnson on the hot seat. The drivers that are in bubble territory, you got uh, Eric Almirola, which he's 109 to the good. you got Kurt Busch, 108 to the good. Kyle Busch is 95 above the cut. Matt Benedetto, 51 above, Clint Boyer, 36 above, and then Jimmy Johnson, 2 above. William Byron, his teammate, is two points out. Tyler Reddick, 14 out. Eric Jones, 24 out. There's a lot to unpack there with all of that information. First of all, uh, Cole Custer got in, uh, rookie, to get into the playoffs. He did that by winning at Kentucky. Then he got Austin that did it at Texas. But you've got a group of drivers that I just mentioned there in bubble territory that have either no wins or minimal playoff points. You need these playoff points to get that little extra insurance to move you on to the next round. If you need it. Uh, it's hard to believe here we go with eight races in the regular season where Kurt Busch has not won a race. Uh, he's won a stage. Uh, he's got one playoff point and his brother Kyle is winless and has absolutely zero playoff points. This time a year ago, Everybody was in the garage talking about, man, the 18 car, that, that Kyle Busch car, man, he's, he's virtually got himself all the way to Homestead with all the playoff points that he's accrued, and through bad luck, and just through challenges on the racetrack. Kyle finds himself in, in basically un, uncharted waters, no wins at this point of the season, and no playoff points in the kitty, so with the Bush brothers winless uh, and then Jimmy Johnson on the on the cut line. You got rookies winning. We got a lot going on in the Cup Series. You know, we've gotten back to racing, but it seems like that every passing race as we get closer to the playoffs, the playoff storylines become more abundant as we click these things off.
2: Speaking with Mike Bagley here of MRN and Sirius XM Radio. Now Jimmy Johnson, as we mentioned right there on the borderline, Mister Bagley of um, getting in or or not being in the playoffs with this being his final season. I'm sure he'd like to be able to finish his career in the playoffs and you know, and it'd be disappointing if he wasn't able to do so at this point. Does, does he, is he starting to feel the pressure a little bit of getting that win or what, what do you, what do you think mentally he's, he's thinking and what does he got to do to, to ensure himself that position?
0: I have not talked with Jimmy, but I would assume if it were me, I mean, if I were in his position, you've got a couple of different challenges. You're trying to get your cars, right. Um, he has not been to victory lane for a while mm-hmm. and he's been close, but he's not been there. It is the final season. This is not through any lack of effort because right. I believe Cliff Daniels and Jimmy Johnson make a great pairing. The situations that they presented with have not been optimum for winning, obviously. But I do think that, you know, the, we're, the it's, it's tick tock, tick tock, right? You want to, you want to make that playoff cut for the final season or at least final full-time season of your career, but there's work to be done. And I'm sure that there is starting to, while maybe they're not hitting, hitting the the red button or picking up the red phone, you know, in panic mode saying we need help. I'm sure it's in the back of their mind, but they respond to the call each and every week. I mean, Jimmy missed uh, what three weeks ago. He missed that race at Indianapolis that hurt him, that put him back further. Had he not, um, Tested positive for COVID nineteen and had to withdraw from the race. He may be in a better point spot, but the bottom line is he did it. Hurt him, and now they've got work to do because of it. My question is, can they get something going? Can they can they turn those rally caps around and can they get something to build on? Thought that was going to be the case this week, past weekend in Texas, but it was just another day of challenge for that forty-eight team. I would feel the pressure if I was Jimmy Johnson. But he's smooth and he's a cool customer. So perhaps maybe he's not. But I'm sure it's somewhere it's in the back of his mind. Has to be.
2: Now, before we let you go, Mr. Bagley, I want to get your thoughts on the All-Star race. Uh, Chase Elliott uh, got the million-dollar paid day there from winning the All-Star race. A different setting this year, uh, with it being at Bristol Motor Speedway. The only other year that it wasn't at Charlotte was at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, the second year of the event, which uh, Bill Elliott actually uh, won. So both Elliots have won the All-Star race outside of charlotte motor speedway but i wanted to get your thoughts your grade and what you thought of the event with some of the rule changes and also the change of venue
0: well it's it's kind of hard to to grade it um because there's so many things that went into it and i'll break them down individually moving the all-star race from charlotte to bristol a plus i've always wanted to see an all-star race uh, on a short track
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the only other time that obviously it was held outside of charlotte was Back in 1986 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway down in Hampton. Um, as far as the racing is concerned, eh, give it a B minus. I was looking for a little more contact, maybe. I was looking for just different things. We, we tried different things. Obviously, the choose rule was one of them. Um, but I'll give Fox a C, maybe a C minus for not showing us how it was it was put into play. They showed it one time in the open, but they never showed it in the main event. And I think that the choose rule was one of those things that I thought could have legs beyond the all-star race. And if you don't know what the choose rule is, there's a, there's a mark that's painted on the racetrack. Local short tracks use a cone where they have an official go out put a cone when the cars come to it. You either choose left or right, wherever you want to start or restart. For instance, if you're running fifth and the four guys in front of you go to the right of the choose cone, you can go to the left and go all the way up and restart on the front row. And I was looking for a better explanation and an illustration of that. Didn't get that, but I really think that's something that we should that we should consider doing going forward. I think that that would be another element of strategy put into the race. Overall, when you put all that together, I'll give that race a B minus. Uh, I think that perhaps maybe there are some tweaks that we can make going forward. But in my opinion, it's hard to go back to Charlotte when you've taken it to Bristol. Because right now the fans want more short track racing. So to put a race like that on a short track, I thought that was a big win for SMI and for NASCAR. I just hope that it stays on a short track. Doesn't necessarily have to be Bristol. I wouldn't mind seeing it go to Martinsville. But that's a Speedway Motorsports race. And Bristol is their short track. That's what one of their showcase venues. So I'm good with it staying at Bristol. Um, and I was I was pretty cool with the format and everything. So I would give it a B-. minus.
2: Now, a lot of mixed um, opinions from drivers, fans, as far as the lighting under the cars. What, what, I'm curious of what your thoughts were of the of the lights under the cars.
0: Well, I thought that the lighting was going to be entirely under the car, not just the back portion. Uh, to me, the amber and the red went together. I think that if we try that again, why don't we try it under the entire car? Um, it wasn't anything where, Oh my God, I can't watch this and but it wasn't, you know, hey, you know, I'm turning cartwheels down Main Street at the same time. <laughs> Other than it was, you know, okay. We tried it that way. How about we try it a different way and see how it works out by lighting the full undercarriage of the car going forward, kinda like what Kurt Bush did during Champions Week at Nashville, yeah. uh, the first time we saw it back in December. So Yeah, you know, and it I and I
2: was and I was and I was kinda under the impression that that, that, that was kind of the way they were gonna do it. So I think I think you're right. I think if it was more kind of like that style, it might have been a little bit cooler. Because on the back side, I mean, it's it's it looks kind of cool, but it's just one one little portion of the car. So I was kind of with you. I thought it was going to be kind of like what they how you you're saying it was like they did it in Nashville when he had it under his car. So I, I was under that impression as well.
0: Yeah, I think that going forward, maybe rewrite the entire undercar, um, and you know, maybe may, maybe get a different color differentiator between. Uh, the Chevys and the Toyotas, you know, Fords were blue. Uh, Chevy was red. They had Amber for Toyota. I would like to see Toyota maybe go yellow, um, or a different color on the spectrum of colors to choose from, because I, I would look at it. And to me, the Amber and the red looked, looked almost exactly alike, maybe do a a color adjustment on the Toyotas. Um, but it's something definitely to try again. I thought it was something pretty cool. Um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn it down with a few adjustments going forward. All right. Well, Mr. Bagley, if our
2: listeners want to keep up with what's going on with you in the social media world, where can they go to uh, follow you and keep up with what's going on in NASCAR world?
0: At the Mike Bagley, B A G L E Y, on Twitter and
1: Instagram. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
2: All right. Welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself, We're continuing with this brand new week's edition. Of Southern Race Week Radio Got a lot to uh, talk about We'll have Mike Bagley and JoJo Wilkinson Coming up here in just a matter of moments But to get the latest in short track uh, News and information and, on, and also get his thoughts On JoJo winning this past weekend We welcome into the uh, program Via the Food Depot Zoom line As he's standing by And ready to talk with us Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lennon The Ticket!
1: Alphie! How's it going, bud, man? Nobody makes me feel any better than the way you intro. It's always great. And uh, Hello to all those Georgia grassroots racing fans. What a year for uh, the tracks in Georgia. And once they started, man, they've been hammered down and a lot of great things happening.
2: We are so excited for the short track world to finally start opening up a little bit. We've got fans in the stands in some places, so... We're going to get all the latest information from you. But don't forget that Lenny has a great podcast program, also heard on some of the stations along the Performance Racing Network stations of affiliates with PRN at the track with all the information on what's going on in the short track, not only along the southeast, but also he hits the Midwest portion of the country as well. And you can get all that information at goprn.com to get that podcast, listen, and keep up with all the greats going on, in the grassroots world and uh Lenny I mentioned uh, at the top we're gonna have Jojo Wilkinson coming on here on the program this week and she had a a big win uh this past weekend and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of great results and wins you want to talk about so for you what are some of the big winners uh from the short track world here over the last few days
1: well let first off let me congratulate Jojo uh my my memory of Jojo is uh you know, hearing the great things uh, that she did at the Georgia Karting Center and in big kart races all across the southeast. And then she's just continued on. Her uh, her career continues to rise, and uh, she knows how to get the job done. And congratulations to uh, JoJo on her win. I, I really like what's going on uh, at a lot of the tracks. You got uh, over there at Oglethorpe Speedway. They opened earlier in the month, first time, uh, you know, they've been able to uh, get going. And now Brendan Yawn already has two victories over that way. Then you've got uh, all the likes of Adam Partain taking wins on a regular basis up at Hartwell. Uh, I know that uh, Tyler Canup, uh, Woody's uh, brother, if you know uh, Woody Canup, the uh, famous announcer from uh, a lot of tracks down there. Um, Tyler is his, I think it's his cousin, but uh, Tyler Canup winning at Winder Barrow, the Baja. Um, So they're doing well there. And you've got Livonia running pretty much regularly on Friday night. Uh, the big win, I think, last Friday went to South Carolina's, but just over the border there. Rod Tucker, uh, he took that win. Sonoma, of course, continuing to have great races there. Uh, West Georgia Speedway's got a little bit of a change in management. They're ready to kick back into high gear this coming weekend. So congrats to uh, all of the West Georgia fans. And um, you know, I think even on a global scale, really, and I, I don't say that lightly, Brandon Overton from Evans, Georgia, right there by Modoc Speedway and stuff. Um, Overton is about to get his first, uh, you know, title of the year uh, as Southern National Champion. He has won uh, just recently at Needmore, Screvin, and Cochran. Back to back to back, amazing to be able to uh, hold off the likes of Chris Smokey, Madden, Tyler Millwood, uh, Ross Bales. But Overton has this thing going. He's got about three more races to go there. They finish up in Tennessee, but Georgia may have a champion in the uh, Southern National Series coming by uh, by this weekend with Brandon Overton. So uh, all good stuff, and I hope folks get out and uh, support grassroots racing this weekend.
2: Now, one of the latest short track stories that we posted on our uh, Facebook page here on Southern Racing Radio, as long as posted to Twitter, uh, Bowman Gray Stadium uh, canceling the rest of their 2020 racing. Uh, season. So uh, Lenny, uh, that's obviously just not good news uh, for that particular uh, area, well known in that part of the country. So tell me a little about your memories of Bowman Gray Stadium and and how devastating it is to know that the 2020 season has been uh, wrapped up there.
1: Well, I think one of the things that uh, all the Bowman Gray racers realized right off when uh, this uh, COVID-19 stuff started was that, uh, you know, their racetrack is a part of a campus of a college. And many of the colleges took extraordinary extra precautions, rightfully so in a lot of cases, to be able to protect everybody. And that included the, uh, the racing facility at Bowman Gray. So racers that were going and fans going to Bowman Gray, of course, they wanted to be able to get out there. But it wasn't a real shock as things went on and we all had to be safer and safer and safer that Bowman Gray was just going to be really one of the, uh, the hardcore standouts that won't be able to race. But some of those racers have gone up to uh, like Franklin County um, in Virginia up there. Brandon Ward won a race up there last weekend. They've had some other guys going up there racing and others trying to you know find a place to race. But uh, I think the uh, the fans understand that Bowman Gray is a special place. It's got so much history. I can remember being there with really 10,000 fans in the stands. They do pack them in that much. But uh, we want to keep everybody safe. And I think Bowman Gray, uh, along with the board of uh, the College of Winston-Salem State University, just had to do the right thing. And uh, we'll get back to racing there come uh, May of uh, 2021.
2: Speaking of Lenny Baticki here on Southern Race Week Radio, the host of uh, Go PRN at the track, which is available at the. Uh... Performance Racing Network website, goprn.com. And Lenny, we have a couple of minutes here. So before we let you go, uh, looking ahead on our calendar, what are some of the events and and big events that you see coming up that we should be uh, circling on our calendar and getting ready to uh, check out?
1: Well, I, I like what's going on on Thursdays uh, over at our friends at Atlanta Motor Speedway. for you and I get to play around there a couple of times uh, a year, most years and, and such. And uh, Caleb Gladney and Ted Osted have uh, continued to have uh, a lot of things happening with that Thursday Thunder from the U.S. Legends. A lot of racers uh, making the name for themselves. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't that kid that used to race Thursday Thunder just win himself that all-star race up in
2: Bristol? Well, yeah, a little gentleman by the name of Chase Elliott. Uh, that name is uh, very synonymous here. We, we heard the Elliott name. But, uh, you know, we had a special episode of Southern Race Week last week where we highlighted uh, the Thursday Thunder program. We had Ken Reagan on to tell us about it, and then a couple of the big drivers of Blaze Crawford, who won of uh, the two races this past weekend, and then also Taylor Jorgensen, who's also another uh, spectacular driver out of the uh, series. So, a special. So, if you missed it, check it out on our iTunes, Spotify, and, and go listen to it. It was really great to have Ken Reagan talk to us about the program and how successful it has been, and how he took that idea that you guys did at Charlotte Motor Speedway, and with him and and Mr. Ed Clark, uh, was able to bring that type of racing uh, to Atlanta Motor Speedway. It's amazing, just. When you look down the list of the competitors and just see where everyone's from, you see a lot of the Georgia names, but also so many people from all over the country who come out to be a part of not only the program Thursday Thunder at Atlanta Motor Speedway, but also your program as well at Charlotte Motor Speedway.
1: Hey, speaking of uh, Ed Clark, how about that start your engines deal he did at the all-star race?
2: I bet, you know, I, I don't. obviously he's never done it before, and <laughs> I was able to interview him before he did it, and he didn't disappoint me. I told him practice and practice and practice, and he did, I'm sure the he was so, he's done everything in NASCAR probably mentionable, and probably except for the commitment, uh, giving the command to start the engine. So now he's tied up that NASCAR career of his with a nice little bow as he uh, rides off into the sunset.
1: Well, and he'll be uh, riding off probably in a Legends car. I'm sure he's still got his. might come out there on a Thursday and show them whippersnappers. He's still got it.
2: That's right. Uh, Mr. Petiki, if our listeners want to keep up with what's going on with you, keep on what's going on the show and where they can get the podcast, give us all that great information.
1: Please give us a follow on our Twitter. We really push out the information to keep up with to date with it on PRN's At The Track on Twitter. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and you can hear our shows at goprn.com. This is John Roberts from FS1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
2: Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie bringing you yet again another edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening in. This week, and we've got ourselves a winner on the program this week. This past weekend, uh, she came home with a checkered flag and a victory. So we want to welcome her into the program and give her a chance to talk about that big win as we head on over to the Food Depot Zoom line. And welcome in from Hueytown, Alabama, ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss JoJo her. Jojo, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Hopefully, you're having yourself a fantastic day today.
3: Yes, sir, I am. It's been a really good week, and it's just been in my head to go out there and win at Huntsville this weekend. So, with that win, it's just given me a lot of motivation.
2: Yeah, let's talk about that. For some of the listeners who might know not know that, you went to, uh, you, you were in, what was, Siri, right? Is that the name of the track?
3: Speedway. So you were able
2: to get yourself a victory there this past weekend. So tell us about the win and tell us about your emotions as now you've kind of had a little bit of time to kind of sink in that win a little bit.
3: Well, uh, we went down there and we got there kind of late, but we didn't miss one practice. We got in there and we practiced all the time that we could. And the car just was not good enough to run up front. I felt like, and I told dad that we needed to change the gear and um, try new stuff. So. Um, We went out there for practice. We ended up finding something that helped us a little bit, and then we went out for qualifying and set the pole, and then we rolled a three because you have to roll the dice. Never really liked that, but, you know, it's how racing works. So we rolled a three and started third, and we ended up winning the race after I got under somebody on a restart because they were sleeping, and (laughs) so – Yeah, it was very exciting. It was definitely my adrenaline was rushing really, really bad in that race at the end.
2: You've gotten a lot of respect. Uh, You've gotten a lot of knowledge. You've gotten a lot of recognition for what you've done in your career. Um, You know, the Speed 51 draft, you know, for female drivers, you were one of the drivers that were involved with that. Uh, Earlier, we were talking with Lenny Patiki, who is a big short track expert, and he had a lot of high quality things to say about you. Do you, do you think now you are now gaining a lot of that respect now that you, that people can see that you can win, that you can race, that you can compete, and that also you have a very strong knowledge of your car and being able to know things you need to do to your car to improve on it and make it go faster and be able to get yourself to the front?
3: Yes, sir. Um, ever since I was, a little kid, not even racing with dad, I would, or not even me racing, but my dad racing, I would always go outside and help him and try to do anything I could and learn about racing all I could. And then finally, one day I just told him that I wanted to race and he got me in a go-kart at nine. And ever since then, um, being a girl is hard sometimes because you want to go do what girls do. And then sometimes you want to go do what girls don't do. So you have to pick and choose your battles with being a girl and racing. But ever since I've gotten much more seat time, it's definitely helped me. And I've gained a lot of respect. And I hope that I've showed people that I can win. And I hope I've showed them what I can really do, just like anybody else that's a girl driver. Because that's all we want to do. We have one goal is to be just like any other top guy driver. But it does get a little hard on us being a girl.
2: Now, you, you mentioned Haley Deegan as someone that you look up to, that you respect, and you kind of emulate a little bit. And now that you're a driver, successful, a lot of people out there, male and female, know who you are. And how inspirational it is it for you to know that maybe there's a little girl in that stance or maybe even talk to a lot of these young girls who come to you race, ask for your autograph, maybe just want to have a little bit of your time to talk to you and, and get advice. So if, let's say for those girls out there who are listening or maybe the girls that you've interacted with. What kind of advice do you tell those little girls who are um, looking up to you the way that you look up to Haley Deegan?
3: Well, you always have to – Oh, I don't even know how to explain this. You always have to give 110% because being a girl in the sport is a lot harder than being a guy in the sport because you don't really earn the respect that guys normally give off to other guys or just people in general. Like, you can go to the track and somebody will look at you and, they'll just be like, hey, she's a girl, she can't drive. But in reality, I'm still running up there with all the big guns and all the male drivers. So I would tell them to just follow your dreams and let all the negativity go off and just stay positive and have really, really, really good supporters around you, just like I have. Like my father, my dad, John Boy, um, he has been the best supporter, like my biggest support system with everything that I do, and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't even be racing right now, so have a really good support system as well.
2: And it's, a, it's important to have that support system, like you said, I, having mm-hmm. your dad as your biggest fan is always so uh, amazing to have, and also you have a lot of great sponsors who help you out along the way, because if it wasn't for those guys, you know, it'd be hard for you to go out there week in and week out to race, so I want to give you time to, to thank the great sponsors who make it possible for you to go out there and run every week.
3: Yes, sir. I really want to thank Audemars South, Jim Hardy. He has been on for a little while, but um, he helps me as much as possible. He's known me since I was a little kid and he's always believed in me. So I really want to thank him for being just as dedicated as I am. And also Peggy and Richie Turner with Turner Excavation. They just came on board recently, but they've been to two of my races so far. And one of them, I was actually one at Savory. So I just want to thank them because if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have gotten that win. So i uh, really thankful for them also. And Instacope Premium Products, City Auto Sales, just everybody that's helped along the way.
2: Now, what's the future hold for you? How far do you want to go? Is this, Do you want to go into the NASCAR Series, or, or are you happy just kind of grassrooting it the rest of your time?
3: I do want to go into the NASCAR Series really, really bad. Um, I hope to get a test one day here soon. Uh, within the next year or two, because still, I'm still young, and um, I am only 16, but by the time I'm 18, I hope to have a ride and be able to show everybody what I'm made of and get a little bit more seat time.
2: If our listeners want to keep up with you and see how your schedule's going, races that are coming up, uh, where can they go to get all that information?
3: Uh, we post everything about my racing on uh, our Facebook page. It's called Lynn JoJo Wilkinson. Um, We post our schedule, what we're racing that weekend, how we finish. We thank our sponsors. We technically post everything on that page, so Facebook for sure.
2: I'm Kelly Stavis, pit reporter
0: for NASCAR on NBC, and you're listening to Southern Race Week.
2: Hello, and welcome back to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie, and we are wrapping up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Thank you so much to all the great uh, guests that came on. This week's program, Mike Bagley of uh, MRN and Sirius XM Radio. Lenny Petiki with the latest in short track news and information. And you can also listen to him as he hosts PRN at the track, which is available on the PRN website as a podcast at goprn.com. And also JoJo Wilkinson as she came on the show to talk about her win this past weekend here on the program. So thanks a lot to all those great guests for coming on and talking to us this week. And uh, next week, we've got another jam-packed program for you on Southern Race Week Radio. Next week, we'll speak with Chip Weil, the president of Daytona International Speedway, and also Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network. They'll be on the program next week to uh, talk about uh, so much, so much stuff we need to talk to them about. So we're looking forward to having uh, Mr. Weil and Doug Turnbull on Southern Race Week Radio next week don't forget to uh, follow the show on twitter at srw radio and like our facebook page at facebook.com slash southern race week and you get all the latest uh, racing news and information right there on our social media don't forget about william barber's uh, twitter account at srw Ra- no excuse me it's at wp radio network i want to make sure i got the right twitter address that's at wb radio network you can follow yours truly at alfie underscore 19 and don't forget about the Southern Race Week podcast, which is available for you on iTunes, Twitter, or excuse me, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So you can get the uh, Southern Race Week podcast every Monday. Check it out once again on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So uh, appreciate you tuning into the program this week. Enjoy your weekend. Stay safe, and we'll catch back up with you again next week on Southern Race Week Radio, along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.